reading is from Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. From heaven, God shows how angry he is with all the wicked and evil things that sinful people do to crush the truth. They know everything that can be known about God, because God has shown it all to them. God's eternal power and character cannot be seen, but from the beginning of creation, God has shown what these are like through all he has made. That's why those people don't have any excuse. They know about God, but they don't honor him or even thank him. Their thoughts are useless, and their stupid minds are in the dark. They claim to be wise, but they are fools. They, do not, they don't worship the glorious and eternal God. Instead, they worship idols that are made to look like humans who cannot live forever, and like birds, animals, and reptiles. So God let these people go their own way. They did what they wanted to do, and their filthy thoughts made them do shameful things with their bodies. They gave up the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped God's creations instead of God, who will be praised forever. Amen. Good morning, church. Here and at home. Um, it's good to see everyone. Um, get a chance to, to, to visit and, and, and catch up. Um, an awesome day. <clears throat> it's beautiful out, but it, uh, as I was telling Paul on the way in, <clears throat> it uh, was colder than it looked, as we, as we all found out, as the sun was shining. But it was brisk when uh, we hit that outside air. But uh, glad to see everyone, uh, nonetheless, and uh, uh, we're thankful that uh, the power stayed on. Um, that had been a, a rough time for a lot of folks if power had gone out, so um, we were prayerful about that uh, and the safety of, of our loved ones. And so we're, we're grateful to God for, for seeing to that for us this past week. Uh, this section... Uh, that we're looking at today in this, in, in this upcoming series is going to deal with glory. And in Connor's reading today, we had um, an opportunity to hear out of Romans 1 um, the testimony that God has given to, to the world. And, and what I mean by that is God states in this passage that there is no excuse to not know who he is, to not understand his existence. And it's not something that you want to argue against because he clearly says that I have made known my presence. He, he has made known through his creation and, and through the majesty of his works in his hands that he exists, that he is God. The issue is that mankind oftentimes chooses to assign glory and attention through their lives to idols, to that which was created instead of to the Creator. And what I mean by that is we were indeed created. We're going to, we're going to look at Genesis. Um, we're going to look at Deuteronomy. But we were created 
in, in God's image. We, we were the manifestation of his spiritual design and characteristics. God placed us here, and, and specifically his church. We are to be the reflection of his glory. We are not to be the reflection of the, of the flesh. We are not to direct people, right? We are not to direct people to anything except God. He is to be seen through us. And so the title today, Are You See-Through? Can, can the world, can your neighborhood, can your family, co-workers, um, fellow students, whatever your circle is, when they look at you, when they look at me, when they look at us, do they see God? Or do they see the manifestation of something that was created instead of the creator himself? Genesis chapter 1, and, and I, I love this, I love this, because we see in, in verse 26, we see a transition from the previous five days of creation. When you look down through it, right, God created, God created, God created. For those of you that are counting, there are two more. God created and God created. The heavens, the earth, the animals, the expanse, the, the, the birds, the fish, everything God created. In verse 26, God says, now we, speaking clearly of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the trinity of understanding of God. Now we will make man or humans, this is the contemporary um, version or translation, we will make humans and they will be like us. And so he brings plurality into the creation of man because the creation of man was unique it was different than any other creation act that had preceded it and that difference right is described in the fact that we were a manifestation of his being of his likeness of his characteristics we will make humans and they will be like us we will let them rule the fish, the birds, and all other living creatures. So God, the, the embodiment of the three, created man to look like himself, to be like himself, rather. He made men and women and gave them his blessing and said, Have a lot of children, fill the earth with people and bring it under your control. Rule over the fish in the ocean, the birds in the sky, and every animal on the earth. I have provided all kinds of fruit and grain for you to eat. And I have given the green plants as food for everything else that breathes. These will be food for um, animals, both wild, tame, and for birds. And God looked at what he had done. All of it was very good. 
Evening came, then morning, and it was then the sixth day. And so the creation of man, and then by extension, the members of his body were created with purpose. They, we were created with the idea, with the, with, with the purposeful design to be a reflection of the Godhead. To, to, to be an embodiment of his purity, of his love, of his compassion, of, of his grace. We are to be like God. And the world around us should see that. They better see that. We talked in class this morning about the tares and the wheat, about the, the uniqueness in, in, in the specific design between the two, that, th that they can look alike. To the unskilled eye, um, they, can, they can look identical. But the difference between the two is the manifestation of the fruit that it bears, bringing forth grain, and, and by extension for the church, to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit, for us to exhibit the characteristics that are godlike to let the image that resides within us through creation to be seen, to be reflected in our, in our walk, in our lives, in our actions, in our, in our speech. And, and that, is, that is a tremendous responsibility. The accountability that goes along with it is tremendous as well. But we have that purpose. We have that purpose. We have that call from God. We have that ability to show glory to God. When God spoke to you or spoke to you from the fire, he was invisible. So be careful, right? Not to commit the sin of worshiping idols. Don't make idols to be worshipped, whether they are shaped like men, women, animals, birds, reptiles, or fish. And when you see the sun or moon or stars, don't be tempted to bow down and worship them. The Lord put them there for all the other nations to worship. But you are the Lord's people because He led you through fiery trials and rescued you from Egypt. And as, and as that message was relayed to the children of Israel, the expectation was clearly that when you have seen what God has done for you, you should act differently than pagan nations. Pagan, the people of the world will give their attention and their allegiance to anything and everything other than God Almighty. Baal, right, Jay? Baal. Worship of earth, sexual depravity, and the sacrifice of children. Those are the elements that permeated the world. And if you stop and consider it, those are the earmarks of idolatrous 
people and nations today. Mother Earth, the environment, the slaughter of children, and sexual depravity. It is rampant. And that is what is reflected from the majority of those that are not within the kingdom of God. We, however, are called to reflect glory, the glory of God. Right? His majesty, His compassion, His call of reconciliation to the world around us. That is what should be seen when those around us look at us. 2 Corinthians, this is a, it's a tremendous section um, of Scripture from chapters 2 through 5. Uh, we're going to spend most of the next few moments in chapter um, 3 because it, it deals with the idea of glory uh, and how it is to be reflected and how some people, right, run from it or want it, want it veiled. Are we beginning to recommend ourselves, <clears throat> recommend ourselves? Unlike some people, we do not need letters of recommendation to you or from you, do we? You are our letter, meaning your lives, your walk is our letter, written in our hearts and known and read by everyone. You are demonstrating that you are the Messiah's letter. Produced by our service, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. He's talking about us. So, so let that sink in, because this is a section that should encourage and inspire each and every one of us to give us that, that additional understanding of the spiritual magnitude that has been given to us in which we live and reside. Such is the confidence that we have in God through the Messiah. By ourselves we are not qualified to claim that anything comes from us. Rather our credentials come from God who has also qualified us to be ministers of a new covenant, which is not written, but it's spiritual, because the written text brings death, but the Spirit gives life. Now if the ministry of death that was inscribed in letters of stone came with such glory that the people of Israel, and he's talking about the commandments, right? He's talking about the law. I'll take, a, I'll take a segue here so that we're clear on what he's saying. The law, the commandments, the, the, the rules, they were designed to show man, to give man a clear understanding of his transgressions, of, of his lawlessness, of, of his sin. To show, okay, this, this is clearly where I deviate from what God wants me to be, from who God wants me to be, right? 
And, and simply understanding that, right, brings about death. There is no, there is no righteousness found in that. There, there is no salvation found in that. That is simply the understanding and acknowledgement of a sinful state in which man will, will find himself. And so, so as Paul is, is, is talking to them, he's wanting to make sure that they understand that those tablets of stone, no matter how majestic they were when Charlton Heston carried them off the mountain, right, and held them up before the people, right? Um, yeah, thank you, Jeff. For, right, for you young folks, that was from the movie Ten Commandments, if you've, if you've never seen it. But, but that, that's the scene that decades of people have in their minds, their mind's eye, to, 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 to have some level of, of feeling about how tremendous of an event that was. As, as good a job as they could do, right, it, it really didn't even come close. But those tablets, as they were delivered, and the subsequent laws that were delivered, did not save anyone. They did not save anyone. They, they were less important than the church, than you and I. He's making the distinction clear that, that the new covenant it's not written on those stone tablets. It's written on your hearts and on your minds and it resides and it walks around in you and is displayed through you, right? And is to be seen by those around in your life, in your actions, right? In, in, in the fruit that you bring forth in your walk. Um, for if the ministry of condemnation has glory, talking about that, that was a ministry of condemnation, if that had some level of glory, then the ministry of justification has an overwhelming glory. Overwhelming. Blows it out of the water. What took place then doesn't come close to who you are, whose you are, and the spirit that resides within you. We just have to make sure that we let it out, that it can be seen, that it can be heard, and that it can be witnessed by the folks that need Jesus. He continues, so I continue. In fact, that which once had glory lost its glory, right? And for those of you, right, that, that, that remember the scene, when Moses came down, because he'd been in the presence of God, he, he, he shone, he had this glorious glow about him, right? And, and I've, long been, I've long been convinced that, that many um, were, were frightened of it, that, that did not want to be um, in, in that presence, um, did not want to see that, did, did not, you know, wanted somebody between them and God. Right? It's one of the reasons that they cried out, we want a king, like the other nations have kings, because they didn't have a king. We want kings, um, because if you are not in lockstep with God, it is an uncomfortable thing to want to be in His presence. And if you are not in lockstep with God, it is hard for His glory 
to be seen through you. So he continues. In fact, that which once had glory lost its glory. It began to fade because the other glory surpassed it. For if that which fades away came through glory, how much more does that which is permanent have glory? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we speak very boldly, not like Moses, who kept covering his face with a veil to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of what was fading away. However, their minds were hardened, for to this day the same veil is still there. Hear that. To this day, the same veil is still there when they read the Old Covenant. Only in union with the Messiah is that veil removed. Yet even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Lord's Spirit is, there is freedom. As all of us reflect the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, we are becoming more like Him with ever-increasing glory by the Lord's Spirit. Poignant, yeah, poignant. That which existed does not compare to that which does and that which is permanent. The commandments were, were temporary. The law was temporary. The kingdom, his people, his bride, you and me and our brothers and sisters are permanent. And the glory that is to be exhibited, the glory that resides within us is overwhelmingly greater than any glory associated with that time and, and those events. We just have to make sure, you and I have to make sure that we don't hide it for whatever reason. It was not designed, that makes me think of it, it was not designed to be hidden, it makes me think of the children's song, right? I'm not going to sing it, but it's got something to do with your finger being on fire, right? And hiding it under a bushel, yeah? See, Jade's ready to sing it. If we have more time, I want to have you lead us in a rendition of it. But, but that's the idea, right? And whoever, whoever thought of that song, um, it, it, was, it was a... It, it was brilliant to, to begin teaching the children at that age, don't, don't hide who you are as a Christian. you got to let it shine. All around the neighborhood, it's coming back to me, right? you got to let it shine. you got to let it out. We, we have to show God's glory. Man, in, in, in Acts 2, in, in Jerusalem, they, they let it out. That folks that were being baptized and were turning to the Lord, you know, in, in, in short order, right? In short order, the church was growing by leaps and bounds. And, and we, you know, we got all kinds of, you know, reasons, excuses, studies, whatever it might be, books on, on why, why the church isn't growing. I believe it's because we simply 
are not reflecting the glory of God to, to those around us the way we can and the way we should. Because it is, it is something that is an attraction. Um, those that are seeking will, will, will flock to it. We have to be the, the beacon. We have to be the beacon in our walk and in our talk, um, in, in our actions, in our service to those around us. Um, we just do not want to, want to veil it. It, it, needs to, it needs to show. It needs to show um, through, you know, I, I think we were talking, I think Robin mentioned in class this morning something about being deliberate um, with, with regard to getting out with people and, and, and showing them who we are, what we're about. Be, be deliberate with, with our grace um, that, that we have, that we, that we want to extend, that we've received. This section of Scripture, as I mentioned, um, coming into chapter 3, <clears throat> is remarkable in its design. Because chapter 3 is the, is the, the meat or, I was trying to think of a quick vegan reference, but I can't, or vegetarian. But, but it, it's the insides of a sandwich. Um, and, and chapters 2 and 4 and 5 are, are, are the buns. Um, and, and you'll see what I mean. We've got this, we've got this extensive section on glory um, uh, and on who we are. Um, who, we've who we've been created to be, that, that we are God's covenant. He, he doesn't need stones with engravings on them. He's got us. That's, that's the permanent design. He's got us. And <clears throat> he, he leads out in chapter 2. Just going to read portions of it because th these are snapshots of things that we know that... that Oftentimes we don't necessarily look at it in context, but, but this is the context of it. Chapter 3, it's the context of it. Thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in um, triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We are it. To one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? Right? We're, we're not to be pungent. Uh, ever since COVID, my, my smell's off, or my taste's off, um, and, and, it, and it switches. Um, there are things that, that are, and, and I cannot describe it. I do not have words to describe the smell and the taste of this particular issue, but it's nasty. I mean, I can't describe it as a sewage smell. Um, I can't describe it as rotting food smell. It is, it is something that's just horrible that, is, that translates. That's not who we're supposed to be. Nobody's interested in that. Um, I don't know whether it's better to not be able to smell at all, Robin, um, um, and, and taste. I, I do, because I at least have some things that I can enjoy. Um, but we need, to, we need to smell pleasant. 
to folks. We don't want to smell putrid uh, to, to, to people around us. We, we need to be a fragrance because our influence is a determination. There, there is a direct impact. There, there is an associative property for, for you algebra folks out there, right? It's an associative property that the way people view God is oftentimes dependent on how they view me and you, right? We've got to be in a robe, a, a pleasant fragrance, because it impacts those that go from death to death or from life to life. Chapter 4, the other side of it. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as a servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, back to the creation, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again. For God who said, the creator, the one who said, let light come out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. It's been tasked to us in the face of Jesus Christ. And what I believe that that means is that the Creator, the one that created us in His image, that gave us His, his eternal characteristic of the soul, that inner man, that thing which will never be destroyed. The soul will live on and on. It's a matter of quality not quantity, right? The soul will either live in eternal reward or eternal punishment. But God has given us that and we are to show it. And I believe it means the manifestation of that is by sharing Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And then over in chapter 5, Therefore, we are ambassadors, right? The representatives, the, 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 um, the official guard, the official um, envoy, the, the one who has authority to act on behalf of the royal, and that's God. We are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And so once again, we are an aroma and, and a fragrance. We are to proclaim Jesus Christ to show God's glory to those around us. And we are His ambassadors. That which He has chosen to carry out His message of reconciliation to the world. And so, <clears throat> we need to make sure, we need to make sure, we need, we need to work diligently. And, and again, it's hard, right? It is, it is, it, it, it's not easy. It, it takes constant diligence on our part 
to be what He wants us to be. And do not get discouraged. Right? But always press forward. Satan wants us to be discouraged. That, that is a message of Satan. It is not a message of God. Right? God is always in our corner. God is always on our side. When temptation comes, we're told that God always provides a way to escape it. So, so when we are tempted and when we are... T- remember, God's standing there beside you. Christ is standing there beside you. Holy Spirit resides within you, right? He wants us to know that we are His. Never, never think that God is out to get you because you cannot function that way. God is on your side. He's on our side. We are His bride. We are His bride. And so, He wants to equip us. He wants to equip us to be able to show His glory. Um, But when we don't witness, it's a veil. When we don't speak, when we have opportunity, that's a veil. When we don't show God's grace to someone, that's a veil. When we don't share Jesus or serve in His name, and our sin veils, it's that, it's that bushel over the light. It, it hides it. It conceals it. It, makes it. it makes it look dim, not the way it's supposed to be. But when we exhibit God's character, right? When we exhibit God's character, it's, it's evident. You know, when, when we show who we were designed to be from creation. It, it, it's a bright light. It is, it is a beacon. It's a beam that everybody around us can see. Um, when we show who He is through practicing His love, right, exhibiting joy, right, don't be a sour Christian. Be a joyful Christian. Doesn't mean sad things don't happen, but that's not the idea of Christian joy. Christian joy is something that cannot be taken from us. We have to, we have to show it. We have, to, we have to be at peace. right? And these are all the fruit of the Spirit. You know, patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness steadfastness, self-control. Those things show God's glory. They show God's glory to those around us. When we serve and show grace and compassion, we reflect the glory of God to those around us. And, and that's what our job is. right? If you're wondering at times, well, I don't know what to do. I, I, don't, I can't do this, can't do that, can't do this. You know, This is where we come and get charged up. This is where we come and find edification and strength. This is where we come and commune with one another, right? And and, and sing to one another. When we go out, we should be charged up, right? We, We shouldn't be out there operating 
on weak batteries, right? Weak batteries have dim lights. We, we need to be bright lights, and we should be doing what we need to be that, be that bright light, to be that bright light. I don't think I included this passage. Um, I didn't. But fortunate for you, I know it. John 9, um, one of my favorite passages. Well, I, I think I say it about most of them, but um, John 9 was the man that was born blind, right? And the story, if you remember the story, Jesus healed him, you know, put some spittle in mud, told him to go wash it out. Um, and then and then he was, you know, kind of proclaiming, hey, I'm healed. And the, and the religious leaders of the day came to him and, and uh, they, you know, they figured out it was Jesus that did it. And they ultimately tried to get him to denounce Jesus, right? Um, and, and what this guy finally said was that, you know, I, I don't know a lot of things, folks. You know, they threatened his parents. They threatened him, you know, socially and economically. Um, and what he finally said is, this guy compared to you is clearly somebody spiritual because of what he did and how he went about it. There's a clear distinction and I think that I'll worship him and not the things that you want me to worship regardless of your threats. The man born blind chose because of what was done for him the grace compassion and love that was shown to him by jesus christ chose to reflect his glory in his life regardless of what was going on around him and when you back up to the beginning of that of, of that in the first three three verses or so when they came upon this guy and and we're not getting into you know all their bleeps about sin and and uh, the results of sin and illnesses and things like that. But the question that, they, that his own disciples came to Jesus with was, who sinned? This man or his parent, parents, that he was born blind. And this, this is a guy that had been blind all his life, and he was an adult, middle-aged adult. And depending upon your translation, um, Jesus turns to them and says, had nothing to do with that. This guy, was designed he he was destined to reflect god's good works and god's glory in his life and my challenge and admonition to us is to remember that's why we were created as well we were created to show glory to god to reflect him and so we just we can't be discouraged with it. We've got it within us. Keep your batteries charged and take the veil away and, 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 and astonish those around you this coming week, this coming month, this coming year with the, with the glory that comes forth from showing them who you are and whose you are. With that, the lesson is yours. Make sure that you can be seen through. And when they can see through you, to God, right? And direct people's lives to Him. If you're with us and have never put Christ on a baptism, there's no better, there's never any better time than, than right now. We're never promised 
tomorrow. Um, place, him, place him on your heart. Um, accept his invitation. Um, and, and, and be, be that child of God. The new creation. The new creation. Right? The new walk is. If you need any other assistance of the church, um, you're also invited to come today or, or catch someone. Brother or sister, elder or minister, uh, lean on each other because we all struggle. We all have trials. They're going on all the time, right? We talked this morning about being real. I think Robin Lincoln mentioned it, being real to folks around you. Um, we, we, have, we have to do that because we are flesh and blood. We have hurts. We have illnesses. We, ha we have challenges. We have setbacks. But don't ever let Satan get in your ear and tell you that you're not God's creation for glory because, because you are. With that, I'd ask you to stand and sing. And if you have any needs, please come as Caleb leads us in, in song.